Hey guys, you're listening to Wags and Whiskers. I'm your host, June, here with my very fluffy co-host, Oliver. Join us for another episode of Wags and Whiskers. Good morning, tribe. This is June, here with another episode of Wags and Whiskers. Oliver is actually MIA today. I think he is still pissed because I took him to the beauty parlor yesterday because he was looking so scruffy. So he might join us in a little bit, but as of right now, he's gone. He's mad. But anyway, so last week we had kind of a little fumble with getting the episode out. I am sorry about that. I still am learning, so I have no idea what happened. I ended up... um basically just uploading the episode again and it worked and it posted so I don't know what I did but sorry about that just wanted to bring that to your attention so today I am talking about Rennie Renty and I kind of have been standoffish about doing this because there's so much about this dog and I wanted to get it right and this dog like to me from reading about it basically paved the way um just a really really popular dog and so I guess today we are going to go with Renty and I hope I do him justice Renty was a male German shepherd born September of 1918 in France it's unknown exactly what date he was he was born I am so sorry if you can hear my dog snoring in the background that's my beagle I am so sorry but anyways back to Renty Renty was born September 1918 in France his owner was Leland Lewis Lewis Duncan Dumas a mouthful but from what I'm reading Lee Duncan is what he went went with and um, Lee was born October 1st 1892 in California so how did the two get together? Renty and Lee, how did they how did they come together? So in nineteen eighteen, for all my history buffs, what was going on? Does anybody know? World War One was going on. So September fifteenth, nineteen eighteen, there was a battle that went on and Cor- um, Corporal Lee Duncan, he was an aerial gunner for the US Army Air Services, was sent to a small village. And basically, when he was sent to this small village, he was looking for a suitable airfield for the 135th Aero Squadron. The area had just been bombed, so when Duncan's looking around, he sees a damaged kennel, um, dog kennel. And so he sees a German Shepherd that had just had five puppies. And the litter was so young that basically their eyes were still closed. And so, Duncan actually took those dogs with him. So, he nursed the mom back, and then he had the puppies that he was also, I guess you could say, raising while over there during the war. Duncan considered, like, the the dogs like a good luck charm. So, anyway, some kind of a neat little thing, too, that was going on back then. Um, some of the families over there, the French families over there, the children would, the children and families would make these dolls. And basically, these dolls were 
given to the American soldiers that were were fighting, I guess you could say. So Duncan actually named his two dogs after them. So he kept Duncan kept two. He kept a male and a female, Renty and another female. Um, the female ended up dying, but the other dogs were also given to the soldiers that were there. In 1919, the war ended. So all those dogs, guess what they did? They put those dogs on the ship and they came back to the United States. And that's how all of Renty and all the other puppies in the Mama got back to the United States. They came back on the ship just like the, the men that were returning. Like I said, Duncan kept two of the dogs. One he named Renty and then the other one was named Nanetta. If I'm Nanetti. I'm saying that right and like I said she passed away and how she passed away was from pneumonia when she was at a breeder's um a breeder's kennel she ended up getting pneumonia well the breeder felt horrible about it so basically what she did was she gave Duncan another female which became Nanetta the second so if you hear about um Nanetta being being still alive she was she wasn't but her baby or the baby was so duncan's back in california in 1922 and obviously he's breeding breeding the dog and he and other german shepherd breeders actually found found this club in Los Angeles for german shepherd dogs this club actually they have like agility and it looks like it's like an agility type course like where you can win awards for your dogs that's what it looked like to me when I was reading about it and basically Renty isn't like impressing anybody at first and um while one of these these events is is going on there is a filmmaker there that actually is filming him and Duncan got the idea oh wow Maybe he could be in film. Duncan, after having this epiphany, I guess you could say, was just basically at the right place at the right time. He was at Warner Brothers Studio, and Warner Brothers was actually going through a hard time at the time, and they were on the verge of break, uh, blah, 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 bankruptcy. And so they were trying to shoot a scene with a wolf and they were having so many problems with it Duncan was like hey why don't you try to do it with a dog I really think that Warner Brothers at the time didn't have anything to lose so they were like okay and Duncan gets Renty who eventually becomes Ren Tin Tin and everybody knows Ren Tin Tin he is an extremely famous dog throughout movie history of animals. From 1922 to 1931, um, Rin Tin Tin starred in 27 films, but a lot of people remember Rin Tin Tin from the TV show Adventures of Rin Tin Tin. I actually found this dog's salary, and I'm going to share it with you. So, Rin Tin Tin, his salary was 6000 Per week, six thousand per week. Let's let that sink in because remember, this is back 
1922 to 1931, that is a lot of money. That's still a lot of money today, if you really think about it, which basically it works out adjusted with inflation and everything. That's like $93,500 a week. Okay, let that sink in for this dog to tell you how popular he was and how much people were willing back then to pay for this dog to come star in a film or obviously the adventures of Rin Tin Tin. So this dog was extremely popular. He had like fans and they were writing him letters, kind of like I mentioned with Benji. But he had all these fans, okay, and everybody knew him, they loved him, they watched his movie. So, 1929, this is kind of stinkish. So, in 1929, Academy Awards, basically, they were voting for the best actor. And so, 1929, they're voting for these awards, and everybody's voting for Rin Tin Tin, okay? So, basically, the Oscars decide... We can't give it to a dog. So they give it to another person. And it was just stinkish. He should have won the Oscar, okay? But that was in 19, 1929 when, it, you know, the awards came out or whatever. So it came out later that they gave it to a female German actor, actress, and not Rin Tin Tin because they just thought it was going to be bad if they gave it to a dog instead of a person when the, these awards first came out. So Rin Tin Tin obviously remained with Duncan until Rin Tin Tin died August 10th, 1932. And when he died, it was like a huge thing. Like they did, like they stopped regularly, what do they used to say? Regularly advised television show, whatever they say. Um, and basically told about the death and people reported on the death and they wrote stories of Rin Tin Tin passing. Duncan ended up burying Rin Tin Tin in a brawn casket in his backyard with a plain cross. You got to remember, back then, Duncan was, um, he had financial problems. And everybody's going, why did he have financial problems? Rin Tin Tin was bringing home $6,000. Remember, this is during the Depression as well, the Great Depression. So he buried Rin Tin Tin in his backyard with the just wooden cross. During this time, Duncan actually couldn't afford his own house. It was just too expensive for, for him back in this time frame. So Duncan made the decision to arrange for Rin Tin Tin to be sent back to France to be buried in their pet cemetery. Rin Tin Tin still remains buried over there in that pet cemetery. You guys are going to have to look at the name because the name is like a mile long. And the town, I couldn't tell you exactly how to say that. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to slaughter it. So that's where he's still buried today. Um, you can actually visit, visit his grave if you ever go back to France or if you guys go to France. Duncan actually wrote an unpublished memorial to Renton Tin. And inside that memorial, he talks about when he passed away and that... Basically, Rin Tin Tin started barking, and he went to go see what was wrong, and Rin Tin Tin was laying on, on the ground, and he hadn't passed away yet, but he passed away when Duncan was out there with him. It was kind of funny, too. I was reading about Duncan and Duncan being married, 
and his wife actually divorced him because she said that he loved a dog more than her and I thought that was that was pretty funny but man don't mess with people's dogs I'm telling you don't mess with people's people's dogs but anyways that was just hilarious to me when I saw that so Renton Tin basically lived on because Renton Tin had been bred with other German shepherds so Renton Tin name was never um I'm gonna say copyrighted that's not not the word that I need but Basically, it you know he didn't have the name set in stone that it was just Rintintin's name, the first Rintintin's name. So basically, the name was used by by family, but it was used to have Rintintin live on. And basically, they had more shows and they had more things going on, but it wasn't the original Tintintin. But because of that, in February eighth, nineteen sixty, Rintintin actually had. A ceremony to honor him and he actually has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So World War II, it broke out in 1939 and went from 1939 to 1949. Obviously Renton 10 is gone. Lee actually is back in the military and he is training and evaluating dogs in the US Army. That's what he was doing. He would also go on to, when he got back from the war, he would also go on to train four generations of Rintendon dogs. And he did that until September 20th of 1960 when he passed away. He was 67. He actually had a heart attack and passed away. Personally, the first time that I actually saw any films for Rintendon was when I was researching more on Rin Tin Tin. Obviously, it was before my time, so I wasn't a Rin Tin Tin diehard fan or anything like that. But for this time frame, he was just amazing. I mean, this is a dog back in that time when we had so much going on. We had World War One. We had the Great Depression. We had World War Two going on. And he still, this dog made and changed people's lives back then. And it might have been because it was something good and something heartfelt and something loving and like something that made people feel good back then with everything that was going on. Then that might have been it, but he still remains just a favorite dog for that time frame. So that's the story of Renton 10. I hope I did the story of Renton 10 justice. Um, there is so much information on Renton 10. And for my history buff, Randy, that's out there, look into his stuff with the history because it, it's pretty neat. It's pretty awesome, and I know you you will love it, and anybody else that loves history would love it. So, Randy, you look at that. So this week, thinking about what I was going to talk about, it didn't come to me right away. I'll go ahead and tell you guys that. But after I sat here and thought about the story a little while, it just all of a sudden hit me. So basically this week I want to talk about acts of kindness. I think about Duncan and Duncan could have easily when he was doing his stuff and trying to find that airfield he could have easily just saw those dogs and left them there. But Duncan had obviously a huge heart. He loved German Shepherds um, from what I was reading anyway and he grabbed those dogs and saved their life. 
And it was just one act of kindness changed his life forever. And that's what I want you guys to think about this week. Think about acts of kindness that you can do to just make someone's day happier. I'm not talking about something that includes money or anything like that. But it's something as simple as, hey, you look nice today. Or, hey, I'm thinking about you. Or, hey, I know things aren't great right now, but you're awesome. Just something, just one act of kindness could change your life forever. And I look at this story and basically that act of kindness where he took those dogs and he brought them home and he he made them healthy and he had had them over there in France and they brought them back over here. Just him being a good person changed his life forever, especially back when there was so much going on in America in general. And he became a better person and he became famous. I mean, you can type in his name and find a bunch of stuff just from one act. One thing he did and he did out of the heart, his heart, and he did it because he knew it was the right thing to do. So this week, think about acts of kindness and know that one act of kindness, no matter how little it is, could change your life forever. It could change your life in a way that you have no idea the effect that that one thing has on it. It might not be right in that moment, but it might be years later that that one act of kindness comes back to you. And we hear stories all the time with it. So this week, be kind. Do something kind for somebody and expect nothing in return. Number one, it's going to do two things. Number one, it's going to make that person feel better. And number two, it's going to make you feel better that you did something for somebody with no intention of getting anything in return. Remember that something you do today may change somebody's life in the future by that one act that you do. With that being said, this is my story. Those are my thoughts for the week. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I hope you have a really good safe weekend. And with that, be great and dream big.